Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Ricardo Schaeffer, ministering here in the beautiful city of Adelaide, South Australia. I'm delighted to be your Drive Time host today as we spend the next hour together continuing our study of the theme for the week, Elizabeth, Spiritual Lessons from a Contemporary Queen. The topic that we are exploring today is, Can the Lord Be My Shepherd? Today, our co-host is Pastor Fabiano Niyunkuru. Fabiano is pastoring Melrose Park Seventh-day Adventist Church and Sinai Seventh-day Adventist Company in Davoran Park, South Australia. How are you, Pastor Fabiano? I am well, thank you. We're delighted to have you here with us once more. Mm. And dear friends, please feel free to share with us your thoughts about today's topic, Can the Lord Be My Shepherd? And I stress, My Shepherd, because I believe that the Lord should be our shepherd. The number to text us is... 04888-808-11. I read an article yesterday about people in Zambia rejoicing for a, a very good reason. And the article is titled, Zambian Christians Rejoice as Bibles are Translated into Their Native Tongues for the First Time. This was written by Milton Quintanilla, uh, September 7, 2022 in um, christianheadlines.com. And the article says, Christians in Zambia, Africa, are celebrating the latest milestone in Bible translation, the creation of Bibles written in their native tongues. According to CBN News, the effort is led by Wycliffe Associates, an organization that offers Bible translations in countless languages. Currently, over 5,000 people are working in Zambia to translate the Bible into 20 native languages. Uh, Bishop Henry Mamba, a pastor and church planter, is assisting church-owned translation work in Mansa. He recalled how he heard his first Bible verse, John 3.16, when he was 19 years old. My pastor was a missionary from another country, Mamba told CBN News in an interview. And he came into this town, and when they preached the gospel to me, the first verse that I knew was John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son to wh- so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Believers in Mansa, Zambia, were reportedly dancing after they got to read and listen to to the reading of the New Testament in Oshi, their native language. I'm not sure if this is pronounced correctly, uh, but it says Oshi. Um, For the first time, it's like God is speaking our language, Mamba said. The bishop also shared that the Bible is the first written literature in the Oshi language. We've never had anything before, he said. In addition to the Oshi translation, the New Testament was translated into Ninja and Laya, other dialects. Our country has 73 languages, and only seven were considered official languages. Those were the only ones who had Scripture translated, Pastor Buster Paul Tembo explained. 
Pastor Tembo, who leads church-owned translation work in Livingston, contended that Christians having access to the scriptures in their own language makes a great spiritual impact in their lives. When you bring it out in your own language, when you read it out in your own language, even the interpretation of it to the people, the understanding you have or bring to the people is so clear, he said. Um, Simon Ung, the president and CEO of Wycliffe Associates, explained that the term church-owned Bible translation means that the local church owns the translation process and the production of the scriptures. According to Ung, one major challenge is determining how to accelerate the translation process without giving up the quality of the translation. Um, When you see the field, you see the need for scriptures. People are dying every day without coming to know the Lord. And so the urgency for us is really there in terms of being able to press forward, she said. I thought this article was very interesting. Mm. Um, Pastor Fabiano, nowadays I think that there's a lot of people who um, take the Bible for granted, don't you think? Yes, uh, today we have uh, multiple translations here in the West. Uh, we have Bibles on the phones. We have Bibles in audio formats. And, um, you know, when you have uh, an abundance of certain something, uh, you tend to, I guess, uh, lose uh, the uh, appreciation and uh, the value that comes with it simply because you, uh, uh, you, you, you have an abundance of whatever it is. Uh, and today, also, I guess, with the rise of secularism and uh, pluralism, which we talked about last week, uh, yeah, many people uh, have lost the appreciation for um, the Word of God and uh, the power that the Word of God has in one's life. But, um, uh, yeah, the Christians there in Zambia rejoicing. Uh, I believe they're rejoicing for the right reason. Uh, the Bible, uh, God's Word, is transformative. That's mm. right. And really caught my attention when I read that they were actually dancing. It's right. like yes. jumping for joy and mm. singing. Exactly. They were celebrating yes. because now they can hear God yes. in their own language. Exactly. Yeah. Nowadays, we can read the Bible. We can listen to the Bible. The Bible is like everywhere in every format. That's right. So many people don't want to read it. Exactly. Yeah. Now, we thank God. I thank God for God's word. Yes. Yeah. Let's thank God for the Bible. Mm. That's right. Um, dear friends, we'd love to know where you're listening from and what you think about the topic for today. Can the Lord be my shepherd? Mm. Do you think the Lord can be your shepherd too? Well, if that's what you think, Text us on 4 808 11 Even if you don't feel like God is your shepherd, just text us and may, maybe we can reply and encourage you And um, because the Lord wants to be your shepherd. Mm. Also, if you have something you'd like us to pray for, please text us also on 4 808 11 Before we continue, let's have a word of prayer. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, today we thank you that we have access, free free access to your word. Uh, help us not to take it for granted, Lord. And um, we pray for those who will be listening to this program, that you may also touch their hearts and lives and 
reassure them that you want to be our shepherd, whoever we are. And we uh, thank you for that. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Dear listeners, the book I would like to offer you today, completely free, is called To Build a Life. To Build a Life by Luke Heyman. I will soon let you know the code you get um, the code to get your free copy, sorry. To, uh, so stay tuned. The number that you will need to get in touch with us or to claim your free offers is, don't forget, 04888-808-11. So simply text the code that I, that I will give you shortly to 04888-808-11. Let's have a short break and listen to a s- special hymn. Um, the hymn is called The Lord is My Shepherd and we're going to listen to it in the Cremant tune. Uh, this is a special hymn because it was played at the Queen's, uh, at Queen Elizabeth's funeral and also at her wedding to Prince Philip in 1947. Um, the Lord is My Shepherd is most commonly sung to the hymn tune Cremont named after Cremont Church in um, Aberdeenshire town in Cremon. It is thought that this tune was composed by Jesse Simmer Irvine, daughter of Reverend Alexander Irvine, minister of the Cremon Parish. There, there, that's where we get that name. So um, let's listen to this amazing hymn. What a beautiful hymn was that? 
Pastor Fabiano, do you think that uh, the Lord wants to be the shepherd of everybody? Yes, I do. And uh, in fact, we will be starting under that theme today. And look at what David had to say. Um, God wants to lead us and guide us. And I believe that uh, in the world in which we are living in, a world that is increasingly becoming uh, hostile and uh, challenging, um, that having a guide in this life is uh, very important. Yes, that's right. Uh, I guess anyone would like the Lord himself to be their shepherd, I'm sure. Mm. Okay, um, you're listening to Faith FM, Drive Time Big Q&A with Pastor Ricardo Schiffer and Pastor Fabiano Niuncuru. The theme that we are exploring this week is Elizabeth, Spiritual Lessons from a Contemporary Queen. And our co-host today is Pastor Fabiano Niyunkuru. He's normally the Drive Time host on Thursdays, but today Pastor Fabiano will be sharing with us his reflections about today's topic, Can the Lord Be My Shepherd? Mm. Pastor Fabiano, what do you have to share with us today? Yes, uh uh, there's a lot uh, which we need to learn from the life of uh, Queen Elizabeth. And um, maybe let me start off by saying that um, uh, both young and old people have tuned in uh, all across the world to uh, watch and celebrate the life of um, uh, Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, and, you know, de- despite on, um, despite where people sit, uh, in regards to the past and, uh, and all, and all of that, people have admired, uh, her leadership, uh, and, uh, her faith and, um, uh, the, uh, leadership that she has, uh, brought about, uh, in, in, in her role, uh, there as the queen and defender of faith, uh, uh also as the supreme Supreme Leader of the Commonwealth, and uh, yes, you, as you have rightly pointed out, um, the the song uh, or the hymn chosen for Queen Elizabeth's uh, wedding and for her funeral uh, is uh, the one that uh, is quoted from Psalms twenty three. Now, I would like to uh, just mention. Or oh, at least uh, say a few things about this uh, this this particular hymn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see, this hymn is quite moving, and it's found itself in the hearts of many. And some have therefore called it the Pearl of Psalms. This is the best, uh, according to many people. You see, it was Her Majesty's chosen item for her wedding, even for her funeral. Um, mm. And we will be, it will be well for us to actually study the psalm itself so as to understand it and to appreciate the message that is found within this psalm. I found a Telegraph newspaper uh, uh, that uh, I read uh, and I found the following words, and this is actually called The Telegraph uh, uh, of the UK, uh, and this is what uh, uh, the author there had to say, Craig Simpsons. He says that 
The musical setting of Psalms 23, known as Acrement, was composed in Scotland, as you were uh, rightly saying there, and that uh, uh, this song was used uh, uh, at the wedding of uh, Elizabeth II. And also, a few lines down, he says that the peace beginning with the words, The Lord's my shepherd, I will not want, was set to music by the Aberdeenshire organist and minister's daughter, Jesse Seymour. And he says that apparently after this, it became a favorite and it was sung in many churches. Uh, and today, you just have to hear the tune and you remember what that hymn is. Uh, it is a hymn that many people uh, know well and truly. And so, it's a beautiful hymn. And uh, I would just like to quote Psalms 23. Um, which says, and this is a psalm of David. Now, a psalm is actually a sacred song or a sacred hymn. And this is what David wrote. Psalms 23, verse 1 to 6. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Beautiful. It's a beautiful yes. and powerful song. A masterpiece indeed. Mm-hmm. And uh, you see, uh, through song and many other elements of the Queen's funeral service uh, that we have all witnessed, the gospel was being preached and the gospel in the context of Psalms 23. And, and, and therefore we want to study this psalm in order to understand it, uh, in order to understand why Queen Elizabeth chose such a hymn and why uh, this hymn is fitting uh, and uh, one that I guess uh, we all need to meditate upon. So Psalms 23, just like David, the king uh, uh, of Israel, Queen Elizabeth II herself uh, chose this hymn uh, because it starts off by uh, acknowledging who is the supreme leader, who is the one who's in charge of uh, of everything who has life in his hands uh, and this is god himself you see psalm 23 verse 1 says the lord is my shepherd notice that it starts off by saying the lord and uh, if you were to look at the hebrew uh, scriptures you notice that the title here which has been translated as lord in english is what is known as the tetragrammaton by uh, theologians uh, or as uh, some have tried to transliterate it yahweh uh, or um, as uh, the germans have put it jehovah but um, this title helps us understand that the one whom David was referring to and the one whom Queen Elizabeth wanted to uh, have as the, as, the, as the supreme leader is the creator of heaven and earth himself. Wow. That's right. This is powerful. Yeah. We live in a postmodern world in a uh, uh, 
in a, in a world where uh, the tenets of Christianity are being challenged, in a world where people would like you to think that um, uh, you have no meaning, no purpose, and and you just came from a uh, you know from a gooey substance, but here in this psalm, and as the supreme leader of the Commonwealth herself recognized, there is a God in heaven, and that is the King and the Creator of heaven and earth and everything that is. In fact, in Psalms chapter 40 verse 11, uh, David speaks about uh, the tender care and love of our God. But I'm moved especially by John chapter 10 uh, verse 11. N- listen to the words of uh, John chapter 10 verse 11. He says, I am the good shepherd. This is Jesus himself, the God uh, of, uh, of this world, speaking. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for, his, for the sheep. Well, uh, Pastor Ricardo, I don't know about you, but it is not an easy thing to give your life up, to give your life up for for anything, really. No. But uh, here we get to learn about yeah. the heart of God. Despite of what you have heard about God, despite of whatever experiences you've, ha- you've had in life, God loves you and God cares for you because he himself has said, I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Wow. Jesus has that given his amazing. life. Exactly. Jesus has given his life for us um, and uh, that we may be saved. We were lost. Our first parents had uh you know, traded places and had uh, chosen the path of sin and death and had um, uh, despised the counsel of God and had um, chosen to side with the enemy. But Satan, real, uh, sorry, Christ rather, realizing that uh, there was deception involved and realizing that it was unfair, he decides to rescue us. He wow. decides to uh, give us a second chance and reconsider our position if, and if we should receive him, yes. uh, his blood will be shed on our behalf and thus will be redeemed. That is the God of uh, David. That is the God of Queen Elizabeth and I pray and hope that that is your God as well. Wow. What, what amazes me about that picture hmm. is that uh, the shepherd gives his life for his sheep. That's right. But do you also have... Uh, Sheep that are faithful and sheep that go astray. Mm, and that's even right. them, you know, God gave his life. Jesus gave his life for those who love him mm. and for those who hate him. That's right. For that's right. his enemies. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we could hardly give our lives for someone, even for someone that we love. Mm. How about someone who has done wrong to you? Yes. That's how much, I mean, that's, a, that's another perspective or dimension of, uh, about the love of God for us. Amen. And, and David continues by saying, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And uh, you see, the word want uh, is coming from the Hebrew word hasel, uh, mm-hmm. and it is a word that means not lacking anything. Wow. Or as the New Living Translation puts it, I have all I need. And in fact, uh, the Apostle uh, Peter, uh, sorry, the Apostle Paul rather, writing to the Philippians, uh, he writes in, uh, in chapter 4 verse 19 of the book, uh, or the letter to the Philippians, he says, and my God shall supply all your need according mm-hmm. to his riches in glory by uh, Christ Jesus. That, that's very interesting right there because mm-hmm. we could read Psalm 23 verse 1 as the Lord is my shepherd, uh-huh. I have all I need. 
Yes, right? that's right. It would be the same, the meaning, but exactly. it, it, it makes more sense, right? Amen. That's right. Once you have God, you have all you need. And yes, uh, the Apostle Paul does add that God will supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Mm. But what's interesting is that, and we must take note of this word, need, in the in this uh, verse of Philippians uh, 4.19. Yes. You see, a need and a want are two different things. A need is something that is necessary in order to live and function, whereas a want is something that impl- improves the quality of life. See, I know that the thought that God God uh, provides for our need can raise also a number of questions among those uh, uh, doing it tough today because of the cost of living uh, and the pressures that they have to endure. However, let me be quick to say that God has promised eternity to those who will put up put up with the challenges of this broken and sinful world and choose to put their uh, uh, their life in God and trust Jesus to be the captain of their ship. So therefore, the need, in my view, is bigger than our supposedly temporal uh, need. It is the eternity. It is life to come, immortal life. It is the uh, happy ever after life to come in the new earth. You see, I have not met, I have not met a Christian who uh, 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 studies the Bible and has a closer walk with God who does not feel content. I believe a hundred percent that if you have Jesus in your life, you will need nothing, uh, nothing else other than having God in your life because Amen. God in fact, Paul says Christ in you is the hope of glory. And so the psalmist recognized this. Queen Elizabeth recognized this. Mm. And she said, this must be the hymn that is sung at my wedding and at my funeral. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Wow. Mm. And yet so many times we yes. use God or we consider God as our last resort. That's when correct. we have a problem, we try different things. You know, we go mm-hmm. to the bank, we go to friends, we go to the library, we go to books and or Google, yeah. uh, to the doctors. <laughs> we, when we've exhausted all our resources, then we say, oh, I guess I just have to pray. Yeah, that's as if, right. If, as if he was our last resort. But according to that psalm, yes. um, Jesus is the number one option for all of us. Yes. If we have him, then we have all we need. That's right. And, and not mm. only that, uh, the psalmist continues. Uh, and here I would like to read uh, verses 2 and 3. He says, He, that is God, makes, uh, makes, makes me, I was, almost qu- I was about to quote my King James uh, 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 version there of the verse, <laughs> but I'm reading from the New King James, and uh, this is Psalms 23, verse 2 to 3. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. You see, the Lord leads those who follow him in an, in an oasis-like state or in a heaven-like state. Uh, uh, place for the hungry, for the thirsting, for the needy, for those who are brokenhearted. He revives and reinvigorates uh, the exhausted and the faint-hearted ones. Also, take note that God leads His people in the paths of righteousness. And what that uh, you know, you may be wondering, what does that really mean? Uh, you see, in the ancient Near East, 
and most of the third world countries, uh, people there understand that the importance, they understand the importance of being on the right path. I do believe that all people, yes, including those who are listening to us today in the 21st century would understand the importance of being on the right path. But don't get me wrong there, but what I actually am trying to emphasize here is that, uh, those, uh, living in those parts of the world, they understand that you suffer serious mishaps when traveling on the wrong path. So having a guide who leads you in the right path is critical to survival. And so having one who restores your, your soul, having mm-hmm. one who revives you when you are faint hearted, having one that uh, cares for you, having one that, um, even, uh, uh, leads you and shows you which path, which step to take, um, having one that helps you to greater lengths, my friend, this is a better friend. Mm. This is uh, the one that we need in our lives. And to maybe even conclude this little section here, I would even say that the word righteousness is also used both by David and other biblical writers to also speak about justice, moral qualities, etc. So therefore, God desires his children to live beyond reproach and to live a life that truly reflects his, a life of holy, a life of peace. And so when we put all that together, we have one who is truly uh, our greatest need, the desire of all, of all ages, Christ Jesus. And uh, what a better friend uh, to have, uh, friends. What, uh, what a faithful guide uh, to have, especially uh, for those who recognize that they truly need him. Mm-hmm. In fact, not just for them, yes, even for those who do not recognize their need of the Savior, but he is the one who will surpass all the other uh, our friends or uh, guys that you could ever have in this world. It reminds me of, of that Bible verse that says, He who has the Son has life. eternal life. Amen. He's yeah. all we need. That's right. It is God and God alone that we need. And so the psalmist has composed, uh, if you like, one of the greatest uh, uh, poetic a uh, lyrical masterpiece and one that speaks about uh a uh, truth that is uh, is transformative uh and um how i wish that all of us could uh, understand and appreciate the love of god towards us his care uh and his um, providence uh his guidance and um all that which god is to us today you see the psalmist says though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death mm. the psalmist recognizes his world and the surrounding and he knows that uh if we are to walk in this uh life alone life will be miserable and um, there will be no hope and uh, there will be uh, little to live for and uh, it will be nothing but doom and gloom. And so he says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he recognizes that this world is not our home. He recognizes that we live in a sinful and broken world. But my question is, do you recognize that, mm. dear friend who's listening? Do you also recognize, as the psalmist uh, uh, has uh, has recognized, who whom you need the most because he says uh the psalmist says though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death um you are with me he recognizes that it is god who is with him even queen elizabeth um 
recognize this because uh, we can see this being reflected in her words that uh, she said from time to time. She said, for example, in 2011, uh, God sent into the world a unique person, neither a philosopher or a general, uh, important though they are, but a savior with with the power to forgive. Mm. Queen Elizabeth recognized that Jesus is not just a moral teacher or a prophet or a philosopher or, uh, or, or a general. She recognized that this is the savior of the world. And for her to say that, she's, she was a queen herself uh, um, uh, and uh, a, uh, a supreme leader. She recognized actually that there is one above her, and that is God. And so I would like to quote even Isaiah 41 verse 10, which says, Fear not, I am with you. Yes. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. That is the God of whom David, Queen Elizabeth, me, and Pastor Ricardo, and I hope you, my friend, as well, uh, uh, have chosen to uh, put our trust in. He is the uh, Sovereign Lord, uh, the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords. Now, Pastor Flaviano, some people might say that if um, someone goes through the valley of the shadow of death, you know, if something is going really bad for someone, uh, people may argue that um, the Lord is not really being my shepherd. Mm. What can we learn from Psalm 23 about God being our shepherd even when things are going wrong? That's right. Let us come back to verse 4. It says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, I think the most important thing to understand in these uh, lines is that we should have no fear. We should have um, confidence in the one who is leading and who is guiding. Because he says that the reason why uh, he has no fear uh, is because God is with him. Mm-hmm. You are with me. He recognized that. And I think once we understand uh, and have the confidence that I- I- in that God is with us and he is leading us, then all the worries and the challenges of, the, of life will disappear. Why? Because there is one who has our life in his hand. And also... Uh, he does not stop there. David continues by saying, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. My question is, for those who are listening, what is the purpose of the rod and the staff that um, uh, a king or a queen would have uh, from t- from time to time? You see, a shepherd used the rod or a staff to guide, uh, uh, to uh, give direction and to correct if the sheep uh, uh, was wandering away uh, mm-hmm. from the path. Just like a king will, you, will have a scepter uh, as a symbol of, once again representing the rod and the staff that uh, he or she would use um, uh, if he was a queen and obviously today we're speaking about Queen Elizabeth would use uh, as a symbol of, uh, of, of guiding, correcting and so forth. You see sometimes uh, we have to go through uh, difficulties and challenges 
challenges. Why? Because number one, we live in a sinful world. Number two, we are involved in the in a great controversy, in a great warfare between good and evil. And uh, in the book of Job, we find a perfect uh, uh, illustration of uh, what is really happening behind the scene, behind the curtains, uh, in the spiritual realm that we cannot see. There, there, there is a there is a conflict between good angels and uh, uh, um, um, uh, satanic angels, uh, known, known as demons. You see, Satan is trying and fighting and bringing uh, all kinds of issues and challenges in your way just so you can leave God. Mm. And sometimes God permits these things to come to us so our faith can be tested. So we may uh, come to a realization uh, of where we are at. Uh, we are at in our uh, Christian journey, in our faith. Uh, so we may be strengthened after we have overcome. And so, yes, Jesus says, "I did not come. I did not bring peace here on earth." And uh, what Jesus rather promised was. Uh, another kind of peace and that is peace of mind peace of heart and understanding that God has this world in his hand and eternity in his hand and that he has promised good to us and that uh, he has a plan uh, 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 a plan of how he's going to bring about uh, an end to um, uh, suffering uh, and uh, uh, pain itself as well uh, and uh, and sorrows and so yes the psalmist recognized that but I would like to um, uh, I would like to come back onto the words there uh, in verse 4 and say you know we should have no fear uh, and we should not we should not fear evil why because God is with us that is so interesting Pastor Fabiano it is a concept that I think I believe it's 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 um Presented in the Bible, throughout the Bible, mm. God has never promised that we were not going to have problems in this life. That's right. But what he promised us is that he would be with us. What a fantastic um, psalm, mm. Psalm 23. Dear friends, let's come to another short break as we reflect upon Psalm 23, what Pastor Flaviano has been sharing with us. And also... Remember, I have a giveaway for you. It is the book called To Build a Life by Luke Heyman. Uh, Luke Heyman was a Bible-believing Christian, but money and success were his gods. He just didn't know it. When he finally realized that he didn't have love, joy, or peace, and wondered what life would be like if he did, he gave God 30 days to let him know why he didn't have them, and how to get them. God is in the business of answering sincere queries. Luke didn't find the answers overnight, but what he had been searching for in all the wrong places was as plain as day once he let God reconstruct his life. If you would like to get today's free offer, please stay tuned, because after the break, I'm going to give you the code you'll need to text us in order to claim this Giveaway. The number you need to get in touch with us if you want to share your thoughts with us or to claim our free offers is 04888-808-11. Now let's listen to a song. What a friend we have in Jesus. What a friend we 
have in Jesus all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. We trials and temptations. Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. We find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share. Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in We have in Jesus. That was James Rainwater. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Now, today's giveaway is a book called the, uh, To Build a Life by Luke Heyman. If you would like to get a free copy of this book, all you need to do is text the code word SA73 to 11 and the Faith of M giveaway board will reply asking you for your details. So text the code word SA73, that's the letters SA as in South Australia, 
and the number 73. So that's SA73. Text that code to 04888 and you'll get a free copy. You are listening to Faith FM, Drive Time Big Q&A with Pastor Ricardo Sheffer and Pastor Fabiano Nyonkuru. The theme that we are exploring this week is Elizabeth, Spiritual Lessons from a Contemporary Queen. And our co-host today is Pastor Fabiano Nyonkuru. He's normally the Drive Time host on Thursdays, but today we are delighted to have him sharing with us his reflections about the topic for today. Can the Lord be my shepherd? And I really enjoyed as he was um, unpacking Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd and he can be yours as well as, as David was saying. Pastor Fabiano, what else can we learn from that beautiful psalm? Yes, uh, we also read after verses 4, uh, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Verse 6. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You see, David um, realized that God was on his side, first and foremost, and he reflected on the... Uh, the things that God has done for him in that he has uh, frustrated the plans and the attacks of the enemy. You see, for a person who believes and trusts in God, regardless of the challenges they go through, they do not reach their heart. They do not crush their heart, let me put it that way. While many others are hurt and discouraged and um I guess, shatter in pieces uh, because of um, tragedies and uh, sorrows and uh, mishaps and all of that which may befall them. A Christian, just like David, understands that none of those attacks of the enemy uh, um, has um, any power to destroy their lives. Yes, we are still human. We may be touched in one way or another. We may be moved and, and, and feel uh, pained. However, it will not leave us in that state for very long because our hope and trust is in God. In fact, let me speak of uh, what I have witnessed as a minister officiating and uh, uh, helping out at uh, funeral events of friends and loved ones uh, and especially amongst uh, a believing community. I've noticed that, yes, they will shed tears. Uh, however, uh, they have the confidence to still sing praises of God. They still have uh, strength to praise His name. They still have um, uh, a positive outlook uh, 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 of the future. They have hope in the risen Savior to also raise their loved ones who have fallen asleep in the sleep of death at the second coming. In other words, the future is not grim. It is not doom. It is not um, uh, black, as we uh, as we tend to put it. You see, 
uh, David recognized this as well, that God has frustrated and will continue to frustrate the attacks of his enemies. And also, he realized that um, God has blessed him abundantly. He says, you anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. It does not just get to the brim of the cup. It does not just, I guess, it is not just full, but it's running over. In, a, in other words, he's using a metaphor to indicate that uh, that uh, he's living in a life of uh, uh, bliss and um, happiness. You know, uh, he, he he's pretty much trying to paint a picture of the kind of life that 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 he's living. This does not mean, and we all know, for those who have studied uh, the story of David, or those who are studying or are just learning about David today, you 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 you, you it will be good for you to understand that David faced many challenges in his life. Uh, in fact, he's. Um, uh, ascension to the throne came with many life-threatening uh, challenges. Even though God had handpicked him, he had uh, chosen him to be the king. However, his path was not a smooth one. But this is the difference once again that I'm trying to share with you, my dear listener, that, that, that when God is in your life, you live a totally different life. You live a life that looks over the challenges of this world. And then, obviously, in verse 6, then he finishes off by saying, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And, you know, here he looks back as, uh, as to how God has led and guided him and the mercy of God, the justice of God, uh, the goodness of God. And he just says, you know what? I can trust that this will continue even in the time, in the, in the times ahead of me. And so, my friends, uh, uh, let me just reflect on Psalms 27 as we uh, bring this, this this study to a close. Psalms 27 verse 4 says, One thing I have desired of the Lord that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord and that, I, and that in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. Why would one want to dwell in the hands of the Lord. Why would David desire to dwell in the hands of the Lord forever? Oh, friends, he, we read from Scripture that God's ways are found in the sanctuary. In his temple, we get to learn and understand uh, more about God and uh, his love, his care, and his plan for each one of us. May God bless you. And as we reflect on Psalms 23, uh, and uh, as we uh, reflect on that beautiful hymn that the queen herself recognized uh, to be the most important uh, uh, and, and, and special hymn for her uh, to be sung at her wedding and at her funeral, may we reflect on the truths that are found in those words. Yes, indeed. Psalm 23 is for everyone. Um, David could have simply said, the Lord is a shepherd. <laughs> but right. I love the fact that he says, the Lord is, is my shepherd. And in that sense, he's um, encouraging all of us mm. to say the same, yeah. to feel the same way that God is just not a shepherd for someone else, That's right. but my own shepherd. And, and I believe that we need to have a personal relationship with him daily so that we Praise may God. be able to say the Lord is my shepherd mm. because I know him I've tested him I know what he's capable of doing 
And as I look back and reflect in my past experiences, you know, we could all say with confidence, I know what, I know my God and I know what he's capable of doing. Therefore, he will carry me through um, in the future. What a beautiful psalm. Um, Dear friends, look forward to having you join us next time. But until then, please remember, God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Hebrews 13, verse 5. Mm. Let's pray together and ask God to be a shepherd. Dear Father in heaven, today we've learned more about Psalm 23, and we are delighted to know that you want to be our shepherd. But as well, we know that you don't force anyone And um, we pray for that reason that you may touch our hearts, that we may allow you to be a shepherd, to um, that we may all spend time with you daily, that we may get to know you so that we may get to trust you, so that we may say like David, the Lord is my shepherd. Please, Father, we be with all of our listeners, with all of us, and um, help us, Lord, to follow you wherever you go as your sheep, because you are a shepherd. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Jesus cares for me It seems too good to be Oh,